Hello, welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I am actually going to interview Courtney Doré, who is an amazing designer, brilliant merchandiser, stylish, wonderful person, uh, also my business partner and my best friend. I thought it was about time we introduced her. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> she also talked me into uh, this is our happy hour. We're going to have a Sunday talked fun day, right? Yep. She called said, and said, Friday. we should have a cocktail. And I said, great. Yeah. She said, it's Friday. And I said, no, we posted on Sunday. <laughs> and I said, let's call it Friday, Sunday fun Sunday. day. Cheers. So, cheers. We're going to have a cocktail. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. But if you hear yep. the ice clinking, it's that's a lovely drinking. Vodka soda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, Miss Courtney. I'm going to give a little background, um, our relationship and how, as from designers, when I finally moved back to Washington, um, a friend of ours reconnected me with Courtney, said that the little town I was moving to, I should probably talk to someone that's lived there if I'm going to bring my kids there. She said, I know this girl named Courtney. And I said, I know Courtney. Oh, we went to high school together. We would, we would go to parties together. We were friends. I mean, we didn't hang out in the same circles per se, but... Well, you were the cheerleader, <laughs> and I was kind of in the alter, yeah. alternative crowd. I called her a rocker. But, she denies that, but, but, but did you have a leather jacket She with was fringe? the one cheerleader I liked. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. you and I were both just friends with everyone. Yep, exactly. So, cut two. I moved back home 20 years later, and I find out she's also a designer. We had so much in common. Our kids were the same age. Even our first, like, real job. We yeah. sold jewelry. Yep. Sales. You yeah, know. very yeah. similar. So yep. it just instantly clicked. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is, uh, we went down such different paths as designers. Like, I, I did the degree route and worked at, you know, stores and firms and did all of that kind of stuff, where Courtney's career has been far more organic, and she has a completely different skill set and what she brings to the table. That's why we opened our store together. And I think it's such a great, you oh, know, great mix. When yin we, and yang. Yep. When we talked about it and said, oh, this is a match made in heaven. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the frilly flower stuff, old lady looking furniture up front. And she's got the motorcycle <laughs> in the back and the leather well, sofa. Well, we've gotten in a few little altercations <laughs> over some of our design style. Yes, but <laughs> So I wanted people to know, again, because you took a different route for design. You've still done design your whole adult life. But so, yeah, talk about, like, how did you know you wanted to do design or that you knew that was a career? So I was always very creative. I didn't know how creative I was. I would, all my friends would say, come decorate my house. Cause my house, I was obsessed with decorating. I moved my furniture everywhere. I hung, you know, back then live, love, laugh before it was cool. <laughs> um, I, um, just started that way Word, you know, people saying, come decorate my home, come decorate my home. And I'm like, now I finally know what I want to do. I want to go to school for design. So I went to school for design. It was the first time I felt smart because mm-hmm. it was a creative part. It wasn't a normal learning, you know, curriculum. It makes sense. We were meant to do this. Yep. So went to design school. Um, I ended up doing design for a while. It's a lot of work. People don't Mm -hmm. realize that. Um, And from there, 
it kind of evolved. I got out of that. I did design consulting. And then from there, the vintage craze was kind of starting. I started kind of in the beginning stages of that. Um, started, you know, salvaging. That was another thing that was my passion. Just and take, hoarding. You had so much well, cool stuff. I was you a had, hoarder. You I had, had a purpose for it. But you had barns and yeah, chicken I coops did. and sheds <laughs> filled yes. with the coolest stuff. Yeah. But the yeah, the, yeah, I would find really cool stuff as I, I was treasure hunting. I wasn't, I, people say picking or I was treasure hunting. So I would see something and I said, oh, I can make this, yeah. this cement mixer, this <laughs> old cement, met, cement mixer into a coffee table. And you um, have that vision. Mm-hmm. You can see yep. a piece where I look and say, that's yeah. rusty junk. Well, and, and that's what, like, just wait. And that's what people usually think. And I see it completely different. Um, but yeah, back to, so design school, then, um, you know, what, did the design thing for a while and my career has really just evolved, um, which is really amazing how it has evolved. And it's led me to here. When I moved back to town, uh, at that time, you weren't working per se. You were, you know, stay-at-home mom. You had this amazing big property and horses and three girls that kept you incredibly busy. Well, I was always, I was always doing design so, well, to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah, exactly. But I wasn't, it wasn't my, at that point, career. Yes. Like my kids were my career. Yes. And I always told her like, you need to open a store. Let's open a store. I can run the designers. You can do your vintage. And she's like, I don't want to, I don't want that responsibility. Because it is. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot of work, yep. having your own space, having a store. And she knew she didn't want to do that. No, I, I thought I'd never open a store back. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't want to do that. Cut yeah. to yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea gets Chelsea, away Chelsea again. Talk. Well, but it made sense for us. We, yeah. you know, our, my, just my background, your background and putting together my vintage and the character pieces and salvage, and then your coaching and your training and your, yep. your strengths and my strengths just completely, it made sense. So yes, yes she talked me into it. And, uh, but you've got that natural eye. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the natural eye for drama and for just merchandising things. You know, I would walk into her house and see the way, you know, she would put together vintage stuff mixed with her. And it was just, it was brilliant. Always yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. Where I never really cared about it or, I mean, that wasn't my thing. Right. Right. And well, and that's the thing now. I'm so, that's what our store reflects too. I'm so about a character piece in the home. You don't want to have everything new, everything bought. You need to bring in that layer and that, Mm -hmm. you know, texture and that depth in a design. And that's what makes a design special and separates you from, you know, Susie next door. So when you were little, did you do design stuff? Did you ever, like, do you remember decorating Barbie's house or? No, I didn't, I didn't do Barbie's. I didn't play with dolls. (laughs) I was out riding my bike, jumping off jumps. Yeah. She was (laughs) playing sports. I was an indoor kid. Yeah. No, I was not an indoor kid. Um, no, I was keeping up with the boys, you know, trying to, yeah. You didn't do your room. Oh yeah. I did my room. Um, but I didn't play with Barbie's in house that, but I did my room. I, I had, you know, I can remember the colors and the, you know, designs that I had done as, you know, as a kid. So what, what's the, what's the earliest thing you remember like designing? Did you do your my mom's bedroom. house? My bedroom. bedroom. And then when I got my first home, I bought my first home at 22. I just was obsessed with decorating. I wanted it to look so cute. Now looking back, you know, yeah. I was so oh, yeah. amateur. Well, and <laughs> but, the funny thing is you stayed here in Seattle. I moved to Texas and maybe that's because I moved to Texas because you've always, you know, been a horseback rider and you know, you always had that connection with Western, just more of an earthy, earthy, yeah, Native American and feathers and just, Mm -hmm. you know, really natural. 
And we look back, we had so much of the, the like the design trends we both did. Right. It's funny to see how like you did that. Me yeah. too. Like, yeah. You had that. Oh, Me yeah. too. We were literally on the same yeah. route. And, Even though and we hadn't was, talked. Yeah. We didn't talk from, we didn't, not for any bad reasons. We just, no. I moved away, married someone in the Navy. Yeah. But like from 1988. Well, and we weren't really to, good friends back then, but we yeah. knew each other. We liked each other. We'd hung, hung yeah. out when we saw each other, but we weren't, you know, someone yeah. that you'd keep in contact forever. And now. Yeah. yeah and now we talk about with so much that we yeah. have in common, especially the design thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I talk about that all the time that you know it. Like if people are listening to this thinking, oh, I want to be a designer. I see Joanna Gaines and I think it's a great career, but you're not obsessed right. with furniture. You can't talk about it nonstop. You can't go to market for three days, walk 12 hours on right. your feet well, and you're still excited to go exactly. back the next it day. Has to, it has to be in you. It has to yes. be a passion. And, it's a thing. Yeah. I don't, I, I always say, I don't think people... Like no one sits at home and says, oh, I can't wait. I want to be an accountant <laughs> like, yeah. and then collecting calculators. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I got my first Better Homes and Gardens subscription at 12 because I loved looking yeah. at houses. I loved rooms. I love fabric. Mm-hmm. I loved texture. No, I definitely see, you know, just looking back, what led me to here is amazing. My journey's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. And I think you, you also went to the like you started design school before I had even figured out that that's what I wanted to do well actually I started design school at 24 oh really mm-hmm. oh I thought you were younger because I graduated at no 20, I, 21 so I didn't know what I wanted to do and you Gosh. know oh yeah you were still at, at the jewelry store yeah so I didn't yeah. know what I wanted to do and finally I was like oh I know what I want to do it like because and like I said now looking back yeah that's perfect for me um and then boom light bulb went off and did that and like the I said, it's completely history. evolved. It's, it's been an amazing journey, starting with design and where it's led me to now and just my whole path and how I've changed and evolved. And that's the thing about design. You know, you never know you yeah. where it'll take you. Yeah. You, you guys need to check out her or Instagram. Your, I should say not even design where your passion will. That goes for yes. anyone. Where, oh, absolutely. You never know. If you have a passion, follow it. it yeah. It's a gut thing. Yep, right. Yep. So now I, I try to tell new parents like if you look at your kids, my my kids, if I look what they were interested in when they were like three and four mm-hmm. and they tried to do something else and then have come full circle and exactly. said, nope, I like my son that wants to be a chef, yep. but he's always loved to cook. Exactly. Always. Yep. So yeah, you kind of, again, if this is, you know it, if you're listening to this and you completely resonate with what we're talking about, that's who should go after being a designer. Yeah. Like it's really hard to force it. I agree. There are different kinds of design. You know, there's different ways you can be in the industry. Well, and that's what's cool about it. So that's like my evolution with design. Yeah. You know, there's so many different paths that you can take and find your own niche and hone in on that. And yeah. Yeah. So she also, um, I've learned over the years, has a true affinity for rusty metal. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Where did I leave off with my story? Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's part of it. So yeah. So I moved back, right? Courtney and I are hanging out. I'm seeing the wonderful things that she's picking and the stuff she's making, you know, turning it into. And, um, and I, I, you had always thought about having a space. Oh yeah. Store, no, I, w- I wanted to have but a I store. Kicking your butt saying, I w- yeah. you know, like do this, you need to do this. And so you got a space and you killed it. Right. And we live in a little town that's got a lot of, um, really nice, cool, high end vintage. Yeah. And- vintage, mm-hmm. but they're amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. So you had, you had a space in there that you filled, but the store looked 
It wasn't like one of those old antique places no. that have booths. No, in fact, I no, was, was offended really when cool. people said, oh, an antique store? No, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this no. is high, higher level yeah. here. <laughs> but she'd have cool like doors from old cars hung on the wall as art mixed with yeah. you know, the, your nesting boxes as cubbies that someone could put in their laundry room. And you, know, you were really, you know, again, all of us have became popular. We all saw it in magazines. And again, Joanna Gaines is everything. But you've been doing that yeah. forever. I was, I was at the beginning of it all. Yeah, mixing yeah. mixing that and incorporating that and yeah. Yeah. And then we get back to rusty metal. So <laughs> she she had all these rusty metal pieces and she knew that God, if she could weld, right, that that would even be something else that she could add to her repertoire, that she could weld tables. Well, you want to hear the story about melt. that? Yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's a I great story. Where did I, yeah. Where did I, I leave off? Drink. Design and then vi- went into the vintage. And like I said, I would see something that... I want to turn this into a coffee table or I took, like I said, the cement mixer, vintage cement mixer, had little sprockets on the top and like that'd be gorgeous with a piece of glass on it. So um, I went to two men that were welders and I said, oh, could you chop this off and, you know, make a base this way and then I'm going to put glass on the top. And they just looked at me like I had two heads and I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess that's a no. <laughs> they did not understand, you know, my, yeah, my concept and see the vision. They could, they, it looked like just a cement mixer to them. Yeah. So, um, another thing that I had was a 1940s, <laughs> to most people, yeah, yeah, to the normal brain. <laughs> so I had a, I found a 1940s overhaul engine stand. And, um, that was the second thing I was like, oh, I want to make this into a kitchen island or a bar. And, um, I had some old gross wood that I wanted to put on top of it. And so I'm like, oh, I was just so frustrated because what my vision, I could not, you know, make it happen. You know, I had to rely on somebody else that didn't understand how my brain worked and everything. So I was like, bleep it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to learn how to weld on my own. So That's a whole nother story we won't go into now. It's a really good story though. Um, and I went and learned how to weld. And one of the most amazing things is having a vision and, you know, me, for me being able to like execute it with my own hands and see it come with how I envisioned it come to life. And yeah. it was absolutely amazing. It was kind of like a, just like life-changing for me in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of computes to designers with the design, absolutely. right? So. I kind of took my design, you know, when you've come up with this amazing design and your, you know, client loves it, um, kind of the same feeling. Mm-hmm. So I Seen just took it to, it to life, you know, the... more of a rustic you know, <laughs> way, but, um, yeah, it was amazing. So, and that's what I do now, make furniture for the store and, and all know. of our merchandising. Yeah. yeah. All the merchandising I mean, display. We need to post more pictures of the inside oh, of the store. Yes, you guys also have will. to check out her Instagram, which re-inspired salvage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is well, salvage girl. Oh, salvage, salvage underscore sal- salvage underscore girl is my Instagram, but oh. I have Facebook, which is reinspired salvage and design. Gotcha. So, yeah. Even though she's all in first domain design marketing, yes. like we are. Yes, <laughs> but just well, to see no, her work. No, I'm yeah, but I have that, but it's all I sell all at first domain. Yeah, yep, yeah. No, we have three thousand square feet below this building filled with stuff. A lot of metal. <laughs> that a lot of metal. Courtney's going to turn into something brilliant yeah. yeah we don't you don't bring a piece up or work on it until you have that inspiration like you exactly. you've seen all the pieces when she goes and she she does pick oh my gosh this woman she sent me a text <laughs> one morning and she said oh my gosh look what i found it's the coolest place ever i'm just in heaven she kept sending me look at all this text. stuff i'm gonna get look at this. text after text after text <laughs> and she sends me pictures 
I'm looking at the back of her pickup truck going, what is it? Like, what I don't, the hell it was is just she hauling home? Junk. Yeah. It was just metal. I couldn't understand it. She was there for four hours. And her daughter <laughs> stayed there patiently. She Keeps was them young. eight at the time, right? Just patiently. I thought, well, how she was she... having fun. She, you know, she's very creative too. Yeah. So she was looking Still, and, ooh, I can take hours. this. And, yeah. You know, that's four, a four hours in a metal job. junkyard. Oh, it was <laughs> Disneyland to me. But she'll, she climbs up on, Courtney climbs up on top of like shipping containers, you know, three high and she's throwing down metal and yeah. she's, she just has this vision. So we have all these components, pieces, and eventually she'll have a light bulb moment and go, oh, I know what I want to make. And it's so cool to see right. it. And some, what, sometimes I get a piece and I'm like, oh, it's like, it speaks to me right. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. getting this and, you know, bring it back. And I'm so excited to work on it and make it into whatever I envisioned. And then sometimes, yeah, it has to come to me. It's, you know, the creative yeah. process. Yeah. You know, the components some things, are there. Some things take time. Some things you get right away. Yeah. Then, so there is a, um, one phase of our life and design career and friendship in between there. Um, so she'd had the space at the store. She was doing great. And especially in Washington state, there are tons of vintage sales, you know, big convention centers. Um, it's sort of like round top, mm-hmm. you know, well, farm chicks, and, I yeah. would say. Well, farm chicks is, yeah. yeah, we've got that in Eastern Washington. Yep. It happens usually, usually every June. I know. I yeah, know. And thousands of people come from all over the country. I mean, a thousand, well, I'd say, yeah, probably, well, over 500 people line up to get in. Just because, to get in on the Because first they're one-of-a-kind pieces. Yes. So they'll run to the, their favorite booth and... Yes. Go, yeah, and go so to it was that. So it was a big deal to get a booth there. Mm-hmm. Like, you would start yeah. at some of the smaller vintage sales. Right. And so, because there's a lot of people that want to be a designer, but they also love vintage well, like you do. Yep. So it's and another path, they, right? They actually as a designer. have a waiting list, but I knew someone, so I yeah. got it. Because I had been in the industry, and, well, yeah, you know, you had, but I hadn't done that show yeah. yet. Yeah. You had to... Um, you know, pay your dues. You yep. had to prove that your stuff was yeah, it, classy it's a, enough. It's a high-end um, vintage, you know, market sale. Yeah. Yeah. So as her best friend, I said, oh, I'll go help you. No problem. <laughs> oh, sure, go. I can help. Let Where me help. About She's that? like, yeah, oh, of course. Are you kidding me? Like, no, you don't have to pay me. I'm just going to go help. <laughs> I'll buy your I'll buy your drinks yeah, and your food exactly. all weekend. <laughs> so we had started with a couple small ones and it was a lot of hard work, but we get to Farm Chicks, and that's like the big show, right? <clears throat> Remember, she loves heavy, rusty metal, including an engine hoist stand. Overhaul engine yeah, stand. Over- yeah. With like four-inch thick, old-growth uh-huh. wood on top. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we go to set up the first day, and we were there 10 hours. We Oh, 10 hours set up in 90-degree weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. just the two of us. Yep. Putting up scaffolding, putting yep. the engine... Because I mean, again, my design background is yeah. like, I, I had a look that I wanted to achieve yes. and I would kill myself. I remember that ladder that fell on my oh, nose. Yeah. yeah. She so had this, I, it was really cool. It was from an old, um, fire escape, this mm-hmm. big, tall big metal, metal ladder. And, and I'm looking at her again. She'll climb up on scaffolding. She's got stuff teetering at the top. She, cause she had this vision. Stuff. Oh yeah. She yeah, had a vision an and- of what it was going to look like and the, the experience people would have walking into her space and so yeah you got and, and you you know you you rent a space that's only what 10 by 10 uh 10 by 20 and so you only have so much real estate and you know you you get three days or two days to sell it so you go in on friday and or was it thursday anyway set up yeah for 
all 10 hours day and it took us 10 hours because I had this elaborate I wanted mine to look the best I had a huge metal awning over scaffolding I mean it was a huge yeah. process oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so and- yeah so Chelsea's like I'll help that'll be so fun and I actually I even had two other friends offer and they did it once however Chelsea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love her the- that's why we're you know in yep. this together yeah. she went with, with me to every show and all I did was buy her drinks and her food. Yep, I was happy. <laughs> I got off so easy. I was happy. But it was fun, right? And you know, oh, yeah. Well, we had so much out. fun. Oh yeah. yeah. We won't get into those stories. Yeah. Getting home at five o'clock yes. in the morning. Yeah. Out dancing um, at a music festival we stumbled into, but <laughs> neither here nor there, but it, it, it's a passion. Exactly. I mean, it has to be. It's yeah. a, it's a labor of love. Literally. It literally does all come back to passion. Absolutely. I mean, yep. the stuff like big tailgates, they're heavy mm-hmm. and you tip them and all this rust falls out. I always joke to her that I have to get a tennis shot because I carry Yes, I had a 1969 Chevrolet tailgate. I yes. had to have that in the show. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, me- like to your point, rusty oh my metal, gosh. metal, heavy metal. Yes. And I would tow an 18 foot trailer full of that yes. to the Packed. rim. We'd shove it in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the glassware, vintage glassware, the brown glass, mm-hmm. the cut glass, and it's all packing wrapped. up and unpacking. So, you know, again, a lot of designers who like the vintage look, again, you know, you see Joanna Gaines, you see Fixer Upper, and that's kind of where she started, right? She would design oh, yeah. and then she would get stuff at Round Top and yeah. have a warehouse full of it that's exactly the kind of stuff that courtney did and still you know still does here but um adding that other custom design side of it mm-hmm. that i knew yeah you know my 20 right. years yeah and so that's, that's why it's a good and that's what realm. you were saying with the, with the you know design that you did and uh-huh. then me evolving into that yeah yeah and a lot of designers you know want to be designers right they they again they see tv that's all they know right about the design world which is why I wanted you to talk because uh, yeah because I could I know there are people who watch Joanna Gaines and say I want to do what she does but you have to understand that vintage side to get those cool things you have to knock on doors you go through barns that she has stacks of gloves disposable gloves in her car that yeah she gets a dollar tree like they're they're the knit gloves but you use they dust they you know, it's amazing yeah. just because you never know what you're going to come well, upon. Well, I always say I'm not beneath knocking on someone's door with a big, well, junk. To yep. me, it's a treasure Yes, in the front of their house, and I will. I'm very aggressive with that. If I see oh, a piece yeah. that I like and something that I can weld or turn into a table or something for your home and a design, yep. I'm, yeah, or, I'll pretty much stop yeah. at nothing. Hear her haggle. Oh, which is gosh. funny with these oh, old boy. farmers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's one of the cool things too. That's what I like. My journey with this is the people that I've met. I'm, I've met the most interesting people. And well, the guy that taught me how to weld, he's one uh-huh. of my best friends, the guy that I've picked. I, he has, you know, five acres of junk. He's uh-huh. the ultimate, ultimate like junker picker. Um, he's one of my best friends, you know, it's yeah. just these people and these interesting, you know, characters that you meet along the way. So it changed your whole lifestyle. It's, it's completely changed. And that's why it's just amazing that going to design school has now brought me, I have really found my niche, my passion, you know? Yeah. She doesn't have the patience to do the side that I do. Exactly. There's no way. Well, and that's one of the funny things when we were talking about opening up the store, I'm like, I am not going to deal with the designers, Uh not deal with the operations. (laughs) I, you don't want me to. Yeah. (laughs) So if you do that part. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Here's the part that I, and, but we, the cool thing about Chelsea and I is we appreciate each other's strengths and mm-hmm. we know, and that's what it, that's why we were like, yes, this could work. Like my strengths, your strengths, put them together. Boom. 
Exactly. Double superwoman. Yeah. But but it is hard work. And I think you and I have also talked about we're some of the few people that have the same work ethic. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's it's a hustle. Well, I tell, I tell people all the time, design, a lot of designers, they think they see the TV shows, like you Mm -hmm. said, HDTV, they, oh, I want to be a designer. That's going to be so fun. I get to pick out this and just make people's houses look beautiful. It is not that. Mm -mm. It is work. And like, goes back to you saying how you have to have a passion for it. Yep. Um, and yeah, why the other, it wouldn't be worth the money. Yeah. I mean, you make great money if you, well, if you love it and you are smart about it and you build your business correctly, but again, know what you're getting into. Right. But honestly too, you want to do what you love. I mean, yes. ultimately, right. That's yes. what we all want. So you have to have a passion for this and it's an amazing thing. I mean, like I said, from just even my evolution, I just, I love, I love looking back and go, wow, this is my process and it's yeah. been amazing, but it was my passion too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you have to be able to go all in and spend four hours at a <laughs> steal. Your well, no, thank nah. you. Eh, no, that's, but, a, that's a little, me, I'm a little extreme with that, but that's my, that's a thing that I love. But I not could everyone spend, does. I could spend four hours in a fabric store. Exactly. Without, See, we all have our thing. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, yep. it would fly by. Yep. No wonder my poor children have PTSD when it comes to fabric mm. stores. They won't go near them. No. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it is. It, and I, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this podcast is to talk about real design. We've always talked about that. We want to, yes. we want to teach people what it's like, like real design, right? That it isn't all the fluff. Well, and that's, we've talked about that too, how we grew up where you're a designer and you have your degree and you have your, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, that, that is, that does not, you know, qualify you as a designer. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. There's, yeah. The there's a lot more to it. Oh yeah. And, and it's, it's better to go in with your eyes open to be aware. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're trying to scare people away. Right. But, but just go in knowing what you're getting into. Yeah. You know, you want to be a doctor, well, understand you're not going to sleep for three days at a time. Exactly. That's a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, it. and we've kind of kept, we keep saying the phrase real design mm-hmm. because you know, it's not just all that fluff and you wear your fancy clothes and you show up and you just pick out, you know, it's, it, behind the scenes is different. Yep. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite, um, I, I was watching Design Star, I think. Wasn't that what it was called? That yeah, old reality show. When it, the first one that came out. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Adler was a um, designer. He was a judge, right? And they were getting to the end of one of the challenges. And they had to do a certain, like, they all got a blank room. And they had to design the blank room. And they had a certain amount of time. And they had a construction guy. And they had... And there was one designer who was sitting back, ordering people around and just watching. And almost like that's beneath me. Like, I'm not going to help do get that. Get dirty and get Yeah. Clean. That's what you, that, you know, that's, that's what the workers are supposed to do. And at the critique at the end, Jonathan Amber's like, you have it all wrong. He said, even me at my level, if I get in there and I've got a project going in and I'll pick up a paintbrush, yep. I get my hands dirty. I want to be what involved. Yeah. And it's, it's your baby. I was just going to say, and it, that is your signature basically on that mm-hmm. design. So you do whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah. For, for instance, here's a behind the scenes um, story that happened just today. <laughs> Oh boy. I know. Well, again, you have to do what it takes. So we had a, a customer come into the store. It was honestly, I won't do it again, but it was right when we opened, like first day we opened after COVID, right? And so we we're wondering, is the store going to make it or what's the world going to be like? Do we get to open again? Did we just do yeah. all of that for the last eight months to have it closed down? We really didn't know. And so this sweet 
woman came in and her and her husband, and they had a very specific need um, for some pillows for a banquette. They had to be very specific sizes, really long. None of our companies carried anything that long. We needed one 50 inches by 14. We needed two that were 36. It was obviously a custom job. I didn't know if anyone was working. No one was working yet. Like we were lucky to be open because we do construction. So I said, we yeah, we can make them. Yep. You like that fabric? Perfect. We can make them. And Katrina, one of our designers was looking at me going, really? <laughs> you know, you're going to make like a hundred bucks. Really? Is it worth it? And I'm like, yep, we can do it. Because I was just so determined. We'd worked so hard to get this place open and well, to and follow your, our dream. And that's your attitude too. You're yeah. like, yep, we could do anything, Absolutely. which we can, but yes. yeah, but you know that. Uh. <laughs> so cut two seamstresses are booked. It's hard to find any, it really is. It's hard to get furniture in right now. I mean, we need to have a whole podcast on just how COVID has affected the design world because we're seeing the struggles now. It's starting to trickle down to us. And I have always sewn. My whole life, I grew up sitting at my grandma's feet watching her sew. And through my years of independent design, when I worked out of my house, and again, as a Navy wife, we would move. Sometimes I'd be there for three months, and I'd get one client, you know, one woman that wants me to redo her living room. I didn't have time to go find people every time. Exactly. And I knew how to sew. So I used to do my window treatments, the bedding. I, I reupholstered a sleeper sofa in someone's living room you know, just had brought my sewing machine and sewed it right there. So I thought, okay, you know what? These are so custom and you can't even find inserts for them and I'll just do it. <laughs> so here I am. Oh, it's been what, like a month and a half now. And she had called and she came in today. I wasn't planning on having them done till tomorrow. And she came in and I'm in my office sewing, yeah. not wanting her to know that it's me because it looks so unprofessional. So I'm like turning out the lights and ducking. Yeah. <laughs> I've got her fabric and batting strewn all over my office. And they're beautiful, right? I mean, I'm a great seamstress, but it is just one of those things. You know, the client needed them. She's having a dinner party tonight. Got to do what you got to do. I'm going to fix them. So I'm in here sewing because that's that's how I make my client happy you never know what room she's gonna do you know if she wants to do exactly a room she'll come back to us and I like making people happy I know that's your yeah, yeah that's, that's your I thing soft spot. But, but that's why you said that sure we can do it because you you do you like making people happy and you can do everything so well remember when you we um was it opening that store in Snohomish where we live there was a young woman who was opening her first store and she had met Courtney and Courtney gave her some- At one of my shows. Yeah. And yeah. She, Courtney gave her some great advice with the store because she'd never done that. Yep. She wasn't a designer. No. She knew how to open a store, but she you felt bad. She didn't know how to open a store and she wasn't a designer. Yeah. And you had, we welded tables for her mm-hmm. and did shelves. Yep. And even that, it's like, oh, I've got to get those I tables painted done. painted for her. I, want, I wanted her to succeed. Yeah. And yeah. she is. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. Her store is doing great. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's the thing. As a designer, like if you have this passion- you don't have to follow that route that they that they teach you that you have Preach to go. To you. Well, yeah, and, that, and, and that, it's fear. Well, and that was my whole point. You know, you go to design school, you think it's supposed to be a certain way. Get your find your niche. Yep. You know, find your passion. Um, and yeah. that's I'm a perfect example of that and how it's evolved. Exactly. Because yeah, I would yeah. not. I honestly, I would not be happy still being a designer. No, I. That's why I nope. you know shifted gears and I'm like I I'm not you know I did it for a while. I liked it when I did it. Um, certain aspects and then yeah. I had to evolve from there and I think that's important though to always evolve 
you know, and kind of follow and learn a new skill and absolutely but I go back to still design well you're still designing well yeah but not the traditional like designer residential or commercial or but um but that's what's what's the cool thing about it is I started as design and now you never know what'll lead you know exactly yeah so maybe you have that the passion for design but you don't have the patience to sit with needy clients and to coddle them and hold their hand and spend months waiting for pieces and you know doing all of that that's the part that would drive you crazy but that doesn't mean you can't be in the design world right exactly i mean there's stagers there's you know window treatments there's Mm -hmm. people that just do color you know accessories and actually that's a lot of what i did when i was doing design consulting just picking out colors and and Mm -hmm. telling people kind of how to you know use their space because yeah like redesign Uh uh-huh yeah exactly yeah. Yep, it's a, it's a whole too. nother avenue. And it's a great way. I mean, imagine if you like what you're doing, you don't mind, you know, working really hard up front where you're starting your business because you got it. You, you do. Yeah. It's long hours and it's patience till you get that reputation. Like, like you've got to pay your dues and get a reputation. And as you do, you can grow, then you make more money. And, you know, within a few years, you've learned a lot of lessons. You're working smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. And you're doing what you love. Yeah. I don't know why people. And you find your way, you know, yeah, we all well, have our yeah. path. Like you yeah. and I have. Trust your gut. Yep. You find your way. You start out and kind of do, you know, the d- yeah. traditional design. And then, yeah, you end up finding your way. Yeah. Don't. So, so if you are already in design or if you don't feel like you have to stay on the same path. you can still call yourself a designer. I don't Mm -hmm. care what anyone says. I I still call myself a designer and I'm welding and, you know, and doing merchandising display. I'm not doing so much design, but I'm still a designer. Absolutely. Yep. There's so many aspects to this industry and this career. You know, that's, that's why I, I, again, wanted to do the podcast, wanted to have my course, wanted to, to coach and, you know, have my YouTube channel to tell people don't fall into that where you have to go do the school at an accredited school you have to because that might not be right for you right but you can still have a career exactly you know well and that's what I like about you you will kind of pick up on what you don't have to do this don't it's not Mm -hmm. a cookie cutter thing you have you have options you can you know get the basics down of course and you know start and learn that you know yeah Yeah. and you know your basics you know balance and symmetry and repetition and a design Mm -hmm. and measurements of course yes (laughs) um but you know you need to know your basics but then really the sky's the limit I mean like I said my story I went from designing to consulting to vintage to, you know, doing the big, one of the welding. biggest shows yeah. to welding to now the store, you know? Yeah. So I mean, she even welded a piece. Um, someone came to you and they had these amazing rocks, right? Oh yeah. And you welded uh, art <laughs> well, pieces okay. to hold them, but still it, they were beautiful. No, Well, that's a funny thing. Um, a guy came to me and said, I have these rocks from my own. We sold the, um, our own or old farmstead. And I, wanted to save something from it. it was demolished and so I grabbed these three rocks can you make something out of this and I'm like wow this is like you know these odd shaped huge rocks and yeah, I huge. just got I just went in creative mode and I'm like oh you know he these mean something to him mm-hmm. and I want them to display he wanted it to be like outdoor feature and I killed it I made yeah. you know where the rain would come down and come down off another one and cascade and I told there was a rock that I you set it in there but you can also take it out so I said you could actually oh, take cool. this rock out and you know hold it and show your grandkids or you know and it was actually really he loved it absolutely yeah. loved it because I 
it was the design part of me. And then also I connected emotionally with him. I understood yes. that he wanted it to mean something to him and his family. And that was amazing. I mean, that was like happy customer. Again, I relate that back to design when you do a whole design and your yep. client is just completely, you know, loves it. It's an emotional, you know, it's absolutely a lot, a, a big part of design that people don't understand is emotional and a psychology. You yep. know, and connecting. Yeah. connecting. I'm always harping definitely. on Nadia about um, because I still think that's the thing she's missing. That's the one thing is really connecting. But but she's young and she hasn't lived anywhere else, right? I think because like like you have have been out and you've meet people from all over different, and we learn to appreciate people. It doesn't matter what their taste is. It doesn't matter what their style is. It doesn't matter. You if, understand people for where they're coming from. Yeah, you know? and, and yeah, being a designer is more about understanding that and making people happy and like I love how you said like you again you knew the story behind the rocks and when you're presenting it to him you're saying look you can even take it out Mm -hmm. you weren't just saying here it is yeah this is my design yeah do you like it pay me you knew there's an emotional aspect we are creating art Mm -hmm. Uh, even a room window treatments any these cushions they're art yeah I mean I thought really long and hard she was just going to pick some big square pillow and and I'm thinking She's got a banquette. It's a table that from Mexico. It's color she wanted to, you know, it has all these mementos. She had really expensive wallpaper she bought. She doesn't want to hurt. So nothing permanent, but I couldn't take up too much depth of her seat and it had to be the right height. I mean, all of that was considerate. You know, I took that into consideration when I designed these for her. And that's a good designer. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It really is about connecting with people. Um, I mean, we are a service industry. Well, and like I said, it's the emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. So you want them to, you We're know, working for them. Yeah. We're working for them uh-huh. and you want them happy and you want them to feel good in that space. We all want to feel good in our homes and our spaces. And we have the tools now and we could do that for someone because a lot yep. of people don't have that tool. Yeah. So, exactly. and it's a, it's an amazing thing to have that yeah. and be able to do that for people. It's I agree. A, it's a gift. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> they probably heard my eyes go. <laughs> I think that's why you and I have always gotten along, especially as design. That was the thing that bonded us right at the beginning. And we became instant best friends when I moved back. But it is, we have that same, we get it. Yeah. Right. The design part. Well, we, we love it, but we understand happy. why. We we're want in, to make people yeah, happy. We're we in have design the same the right. work, work yeah. ethic. Um, there's a we're lot of things. The same and, we, and we did. We definitely bonded with that. Yeah. Friends and work. Yep. Yeah. And, and go after your passion, right? Yeah. You and I both. You say that all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I just think... If you have a passion for design, go for it. Yep. I mean, I don't did. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. Just go for it. Um, like I said, I mean, my journey, I've kind of, you know, told you the story about that. You just never know what leads you. And I'm so happy. I am loving what I, I get, the creative outlet. I'm, you know, welding, which is, I've, I've always been a hands-on person. Um, and just, yeah, if you think you mm-hmm. want to do design and you, like we talked about the passion part of it, just don't hesitate go for it yep you're doing what you love it doesn't matter if you can't go to a four-year school and even that I think a lot of people look at it like oh I'm going to be a designer and they're thinking like you know like now or in the next five years I want to be a designer but you never know where design will it can there's so many avenues and so many paths you can do and I'm a perfect example of that so you can start helping people have a beautiful house Mm -hmm. if you can help a neighbor pick out a coffee table you just have to know how to charge Mm -hmm. them for it and do it correctly and and, you know, do a business. and just to recap on just, it feels so good to help someone and, yeah. you know, give them, you know, they're like, oh, when there was a uh, client in the store the other day and one of our designers 
you know, presented them with their design. And I was, I happened to be walking by and she's like, Oh my gosh, she screamed. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. This girl's amazing. And I'm like, that is like, when you have someone like love the design and they just nail it. And that's, that's what you want. I mean, that is like a, you know, like a therapist, like, so, you know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. I think that was Nadia's design. No, it was Karen. Oh, yeah. And I, and I actually, um, walked by and I said, we should have videotaped that. (laughs) I don't know if we can reenact this, but if you can't, I'd love to videotape it. Cause she was just so excited. You could tell she was just, you know, yeah, that's the, that's the reward of being a designer that people don't understand. It isn't that you made a pretty room. It's what you do for other people Mm -hmm. and their reaction. Like you've, you've enriched someone else's life because you have taste. Right. And honestly, (laughs) an artistic talent and they don't. Well, and that's one of the things too, when I started design, I'm like, why can't these people just figure this out? Like, it's not that hard for me. It was super easy pick out colors and, you know, look at a space and just the flow of it. And so easy. And there, and I'm like that after that, I went, Oh, these, you know, people don't think like that. No. People don't have the same brain. No, <laughs> you know? we're visual. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we both can't spell or, and that's, and that's a <laughs> gift. And I realized at that point too, that's a gift, you know, yes. that yeah. I'm, yeah, that and I'm able to do. And it's amazing. It can be a career, yeah. really, really, really rewarding career. Yeah. Rewarding and, you know, yeah. financially and just emotionally, emotionally feeds our soul. And, yeah. Feed, feeds our soul for sure. Yep. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Thank you everyone for being here. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you next week when we're going to interview Katrina, another one of our designers that has coached with me, found me on YouTube and she has her own story. You know, how she got into design. She has an amazing story. Yeah. It's, it's, everyone's different and there's different paths into design and there's different paths throughout it. So happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, and soon you will find us on YouTube where we will upload podcast videos. So stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, email us at chelsea at designforaliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforaliving.com.